This morning, we encounter the disciples dealing with a little thing called confirmation bias. I'm sure you all have heard this in our fun milieu of political landscape recently. Confirmation bias is when thinks something and then ends up confirming their own thoughts and beliefs by finding information that matches up with that, what they seek. So it's basically just like confirming what you're hoping for. It's like me looking on my weather app and then looking at another one and then looking at another one until I see maybe some days that are under 100 dry in the next couple of weeks, wanting it to be true until I have evidence of it. The disciples can't be blamed for it. They were raised with the promise of a Messiah. They had been told since they were very young all about what this Messiah would be like, that it would be a warrior king, those who, who set the world to rights, meaning that in their lifetime, that those who oppressed and colonized Israel would be overthrown by the power of that warrior king. It would mean to them that Jesus would swoop into their world and fix it. And that's a prayer that I have a lot. Fix it, Jesus. They wanted that to be true. Very, very much. So when Jesus asked them who people said that he was and who they thought that he was in the context of a larger conversation grappling about the purpose of Jesus, they were able to voice the hopes they had for him and for the community. They knew that Jesus had power. They saw it firsthand. They watched him perform miracles. They watched him heal people that, that should have been able to be healed, raise people from the dead. He commanded huge crowds. He walked on water. He calmed storms. And so much more. What they had not seen, though, was evidence of his ability to overthrow a government, which is what they were hoping for. They had not seen the violent power that would be necessary for Rome to be run out of Israel. They had not seen any rumblings of an army or even a militia, not even any weapons. They had not seen him bully or, or coerce or force or any of the other human indicators of power and control and might. Their confirmation bias wasn't working as well as they hoped. It was causing them to rethink what they had been taught. They wanted to see Jesus as a warrior king, one that they had hoped for and heard about. They wanted Jesus to fix things that were wrong by any means necessary. But the kind of liberation that Jesus brought, freedom from the bondage of sickness, Freedom from alienation and division. New life. Hope for people that they weren't sure even belonged in the first place. Didn't really align with what they long believed the Messiah was supposed to be. I imagine when they got called to be disciples, they thought that they would be issued some kind of weapon be in some kind of boot camp or maybe in a militia compound. But what they got 
was becoming a part of a sojourning band of healing and feeding and talking to strangers, it didn't bode well for the revolution. Unless, unless they could understand what the revolution really was. That the revolution was far bigger than overthrowing one government or one tyrant. Jesus showed them day in and day out what true liberation looked like. Liberation that started in the heart and was not contingent on external circumstances. He invited them into the hospitality of strangers, into the service of love, into a community of interdependence. Somehow the way of Jesus included them, not just a warrior king that was going to come and fix it. Somehow, we humans still think that some external thing is going to come and fix it. We still think that the power over somehow will result in constructive community. It has never worked, never in the entirety of human history, never has humanity, has, in humanity has power and control and violence worked to create a healthy community. And yet, we still look for it elsewhere. When the only place it can start is in our own hearts and in our own communities. I love the concept of Ubuntu. It's a sub-Saharan African word that means I am because we are. It speaks to the ways that communities shape us. Shows us that we are meant for relationship and that everything is connected and the only way to pursue true revolution in God's love is through living as Jesus did. Transformed from the inside out, reaching out This revolution that the Messiah brought, not the warrior king kind that everyone had hoped for. And to be honest, I'd be up for that now. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Go for it. That's not what we are invited to. It's not dominance. It's reconciliation. It's not violence. It's forgiveness. It's not force. It's space and patience for healing on our own terms. It's not wealth, it's sharing, it's not being right, it's being together. It's not winning, it's finishing as a team. These, beloved, are the keys to the kingdom of God. It's the mind and heart transformation from the way of the world to the way of Jesus. It's unlearning what we thought and hoped for about how things would be set to right, and realizing that setting things to right starts in our hearts and is lived in community, transformed by the renewing of our minds. I think that we have used a lot of keys to try to unlock these things. We, too, have tried to put our hope in control and violence in our solitary endeavors. This week, I spent about three hours in the basement trying to open the safe. 
I needed some documents um, about the Grace about Grace's charter and to be given an identification number from the state, and I know it's so boring, I fell asleep a little just telling you that, but I spent three hours, and I had the right numbers to open it, y'all. I had the academic knowledge to open it. But I didn't know exactly how. Sometimes all of the evidence can be in front of us, all the academic knowledge, what we think that we need, the seeming right answers, but we just cannot open the door because we cannot do it alone. I need Grumpy down there barking at me, <laughs> telling me how to do it. If Jesus had been the, the Messiah that the disciples had wanted, that even we crave, it would never have fostered the kind of transformational community that can really change the world. Transformational community that is empowered and enlivened from generation to generation to generation. If Jesus had just fixed it, we would just be props. We would not be the body of Christ. And if it had been handed to us, we would not have had the incredible honor of generations of service to God's love. I am because we are. We, together, the body of Christ, with all the gifts that we bring woven together to create a community that will transform the world. Peace, healing, forgiveness, inclusion, we are the key.